Because of the way the universe is created, we each of us live in two worlds at the same time. We have to live in the outer life of our own bodies and the inner life of our own souls. Hello and welcome to Living the Inner Life. I'm your host, Chris Sheridan. Join with me on an exploration of consciousness through dimensions of awareness, states of being, thoughts, our beliefs, our whole inner life that's going on all the time. No matter what we're doing in our outer world, the inner life is constantly processing. It's taking in through our senses. It's remembering things that are stored within our experiences and our beliefs, everything that shapes our experience with reality. And it's my belief and the belief of many others throughout time that it's better and easier and more effective to change the things in your inner life to be able to have results in your outer world instead of trying to change another person or a condition or a government or whatever it is on the outside world that needs changed. The change comes from within. Okay, And that's our goal here at Living the Inner Life is to explore some of those concepts and find out what is in the landscape of our inner life and the tools we can use to become more effective, more efficient, more happy, more productive, more useful, and just have an all-around better experience inside and out. Now today, I want to talk about acceptance. Acceptance is not necessarily agreeing with the way things are. It's just accepting the way things are. It's a truthful, honest look at what's going on, inside or outside. You can't change something, yourself or anything else, if you're not starting from a certain place, because that's what needs to be changed. All right, quick example is driving somewhere. If you're going to a destination, that's great to know that, and you want to set that out there as your goal, and you want to find out how to get there, but you can't get there without being here first. So if you're looking at a map or your GPS in your phone or the nav in your car, we'll find you where you are, where you're starting, your departure, just like booking a flight. You can't just fly out of nowhere and get to Denver. You can fly from a lot of places to Denver, but you have to be someplace. And it's accepting that you're in this departure town will help you find the route to get to where you want to go. It doesn't mean you're going to stay there. As a matter of fact, you don't want to stay there if you're planning a trip and you want to make this destination. But you are departing from a place, and that place has to be known. Okay, that's a simple example. You know, but the same is true if, say, you have a health issue. Are you going to go to the doctor and say everything's fine when it's not? No. You're going to tell and explain and describe, hopefully, uh, about your symptoms, what you're feeling, what feels off. When did this start feeling this way? How long have you had this cough? And whatever it is. So by acknowledging that, first of all, being aware of it, and then acknowledging that's where you are in this moment, doesn't mean you're going to stay there. That's why you want to go to the doctor to maybe get this thing looked at. 
Okay, but you have to show them where it hurts and you have to describe what your symptoms are. All right, so it's not sticking your head in the sand or like Pollyanna saying that everything is okay when it really isn't. It's accepting and acknowledging where things are right now in this moment, especially the things you want to change. Even if acknowledging and accepting where you are right now is not very good, it's not nice to look at. It could be your bank account, it could be your health report, it could be any number of things. But if you're not happy with it, or this is not where you want to be, you're not going to get stuck there either. It's not giving up and saying, well, this is where I am today, and I guess I'm stuck there forever. No. It's kind of a balance between the both. Okay? You do want to improve. You do want to reach your destination. You do want to attain or regain that healed, healthy state, or a financial healthy state, if you will. But you're not going to get there without acknowledging where you are now. It's really important. There's so much power in that. You can't start out from a place of denial because then you're starting out on the wrong foot. Okay? So you're not going to deny and sugarcoat something, but you're also not going to accept it in the sense that you're resigned to it. Okay? Or you're in defeat. Oh, this is where I am and it's always going to be that way. Same with losing weight, okay? This is an example that can actually help show you your markers along the way. You know, if you want to lose 20 pounds and you're 20 pounds overweight, well, acknowledge that. That actually might empower you and say, yes, <laughs> I weigh 180 and I want to be 160 or whatever it is. And you have 20 pounds to lose. But if you start out, well, I'm just somewhere, and I want to weigh this target weight. It helps to have markers along the way, just like traveling, or if you're building your finance condition, or a health situation, uh, or dropping pounds, or lifting weights. You can get more and more, but you have a starting point. You have to have a baseline of where you are, because that also helps determine what needs to be done, just like which route you need to take. You really have to recognize and put in your coordinates of where you are right now. That will help determine the pathway to get there. It's also a marker, having this baseline. So if you're trying to increase your bank account or decrease your waistline, you start out at a particular place at this number. And then you can measure progress. Because a lot of times what happens is, we can set out a goal, whether the goal is too big or not, it's up to you. But if we don't make the progress or we don't acknowledge the progress, it can seem futile or it's going to take too long. Am I ever going to get there? I'm going to give up if I don't see some progress soon. Having a clear baseline of where you're starting will give you that marker. So after a certain amount of time, you've made progress on your trip or your weight loss, then you can measure that and say, well, okay, I dropped three pounds. You're nowhere near 20, but you've made a good start. And what that does is it helps remind you where you came from. 
So when progress gets slow or you reach a plateau, that can happen on any kind of self-improvement, whether it's with your inner life or your outer condition. You can make quick progress, you can make slow progress, and sometimes it seems like it just stops. Even though you're still doing the same amount of work, it just seems like you're not making the progress that you want. But if you can recognize where you were when you started, you can acknowledge the success that you've had already. Well, I made it this far. Well, I dropped three pounds. Maybe I can make that four or five or six or the 20 if that's your goal. But it makes it harder for you to say, oh, I'm just not getting anywhere. There are no small advances, okay? Count these as big victories. Not to rest on your laurels and say, well, I made it 20 miles down the road and hey, good enough. No, not if you're trying to drive three or 400 miles. Um, but acknowledge that, hey, at least I've gotten this far. All right? It keeps you from your departure point moving forward so you can acknowledge and then have that re-inspire you when you need it sometimes. Okay? A lot of times we don't recognize some of the victories that we've made. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk about, geez, oh, this just seems so hard. I don't know how I'm ever going to get out of this. And knowing them enough, I might be able to point out and say, well, remember when you were broke and you were in that one-bedroom apartment in that really crappy area of town and you had no job prospects and for the last three years you've been working at this firm and you have a much better apartment and you're driving a halfway decent car? You've done that. You did that. Remind yourself of these victories. Oh, because then that puts you as somebody who does progress, somebody who does increase their value, somebody who does grow and learn and move forward in life. Okay? We need that. We need those markers. Okay? Now, if it's something, say a goal that you want to change in your inner life, it's the same thing. Okay? Say if you have an anger issue, you want to be less angry. And again, we don't really want to not do something. <laughs> What's the affirmative? Okay? If you have anger issues and you don't want to be angry, you don't say, I want less anger. You might say, I want more positivity. I want more serenity. Okay? I want more calmness, more peace in my life. Because you know, anger is agitation, and there's frustration, disappointment, any of these things. You don't want to be less of a negative. You want to find what the opposite is and move towards that. Just like if you're driving some, you don't want to say, well, I want to be further away from my departure city. No, you want to get closer to your arrival city, okay? Keep moving forward and keep that goal that goal, that finished goal, the destination, the weight goal, the money goal, the goal, the relationship goal, whatever it is, keep that. Have a firm vision of that. And that's really, really important. And it's also important to acknowledge and accept where you started and mark the progress along the way. So again, with anger, accept yourself as somebody that has angry problems or an anger aspect to your life. Maybe it's not there all the time. 
Maybe you catch yourself. Geez, what was I thinking? I, have, I was gritting my teeth, and I was thinking about this news story, and I'm all <laughs> angry about it. We're all worked up on some injustice in the world. Okay? If you're angry about an injustice, first of all, that means you're probably a compassionate person. You don't get upset about things that don't bother you. And if something is horribly wrong in the world or in your life, well, maybe you should be upset about it, okay? You don't want to be accepting and defeated in that that's just the way things are. But don't overly identify with it either. Don't say, I am anger. I am an angry person. You want to say, hmm, I'm a person and I have anger in my life. I feel angry sometimes. I have angry thoughts, okay? It's an aspect. It's a part of your personality. It's not you. It's not your entire you. Okay? Just like being broke. Well, I'm broke. Your bank account may say that, and that may be accurate. And if you want to accept the fact that you're in a position of limited financial means, maybe you're even in debt. Okay? That doesn't mean you're going to stay there. Don't overly identify with that, because then you're going to reinforce it. All right? You're going to, if you say that over and over again, even if it seems true, try to find a way to put that as part of you, not your entire being. Uh, the Jungian psychotherapist will call that um, being possessed by the archetype. You know, instead of saying, I have anger in my thoughts, I have angry thoughts is different than saying, I am an angry person. If you reinforce that, then there's really no room for improvement, okay? But acknowledge it. Don't say, oh, I shouldn't be this way. See, that's what happens with this non-acceptance, is saying, but it shouldn't be like that. Well, the war shouldn't be going on. Or there shouldn't be poor people. There shouldn't be poverty. There shouldn't be hungry children. I agree with you. No, <laughs> there really shouldn't be. But to make a change based on what you think something shouldn't be doesn't accept the fact that those things are there. And being there will give you the inspiration, the courage, and the power to change them because they are clear. The more clear they are, the more clear your path will be to help improve these areas of your life inside or out, okay? So like anger, we're back to the inner life, um, you could be anxious. Anxiety has a lot to do with the future. You know, anything pending, if it's going to the dentist, or it's a job interview, or it's a date, or it's going to court to divorce your soon-to-be ex-wife, whatever it is, there's a lot of unpleasant things that we face in our lives, okay? The real ones, the ones that are scheduled, the ones that are actual things. There's also quite a bit of anxiety that comes from perceived dangers or threats or difficulties, contingencies, things that may happen. Well, what about this? If, you know, if I don't pay my bills, then I'm going to be kicked out, then I'm going to be on the street, and I'll have nowhere to go. I don't know what my dog's going to eat. And, you know, my teeth are going to fall out. And I don't know what I'm going to do. You don't have to carry it that far. Okay, that's possible. Yes. 
but don't get all wrapped up in that either. Okay. So with anxiety, find security. Anxiety is an insecurity about things. Okay. If you're confident that you have, you know, physical strength to do something, or you have the financial means um, to pay your rent, let's say, well, then you're not going to be anxious at the end of the month, every time when rent's due. If that's questionable, or you're on the borderline, or you're struggling to make your bills, that can be a source of anxiety. So to combat anxiety, you want confidence, and you want serenity. And this often is where faith comes in. Okay, you have to believe in things unseen. Your bank account may not reflect this more financially solvent person <laughs> that you want to be. Okay, but it's temporary, it can change, you are trying to change it. But the more anxious you are about it, the more you're really diverting power and the energy, the resources that you need to make these improvements. You're getting stuck in where you are in mid-progress, okay? It's like being depressed about something, which is also like anxiety. Depression usually comes from things in the past, things that have happened a certain way all the time. Here it is another year, and I'm still stuck. Um, the wounds of the past um, the unfair criticisms and everything that's come your way in your life, um, you can think about those things and think about them, and that can be depressing. But that's all in the past. So with depression or with anxiety, one of the things you can do is stay present, okay? There's enough to do in the present moment. If you're upset about the past, well, then you're nursing a grudge. You're keeping that alive. If you're anxious about the future, you're keeping a worry alive. Now, you may have to meet challenges. And yes, you may have had some very difficult things in your past that you have to acknowledge. But acknowledge them. Accept them. If you are victimized and fairly or unfairly treated by a person or an institution, you know, a job perhaps, then accept that. That happened, Okay and then move on. If you're in that shouldn't have happened, you're really in an unreality, okay? It's not realistic what should or shouldn't be. If you want to change something, fine. But whether you like this thing that should or shouldn't be, acknowledge that it is, and then you can go about changing that, just like your GPS, okay? You have to be somewhere before you can get somewhere else. And this also applies if you want to take on changing another person, okay? Or if somebody shouldn't have done that. They did, okay? It shouldn't be this way, you might say. Well, it is that way. Therefore, you can do something about it to change it. But if you're not accepting what is, you're not going to have the firm ground to stand on or to propel forward from if it's like your foot's in a mushy mud puddle or something, say like a sprinter, a runner at the Olympics, what do they have? They have a really solid block to stick their foot on and launch forward 
in the, from the starting position. Okay, it's a strong, they are firmly planted where they are. Now, they don't want to stay there when the starting bell goes off. You want to start running and you want to get to the finish line first. That's what a race is. But the more locked in you are, at least firmly planted from this beginning, not even moving before the start, then you can have a much stronger launching point from where you are. So look at that. Look at acceptance as a place to launch out from. And if it's a mushy foam pillow, you're not going to get that much of a launch. If you're walking in you know, the beach and the sand or something, the really soft sand, it's kind of hard to make progress. But a firm, solid ground can be a launching point. It can launch you forward away from that towards your goal, okay? And then you can say, well, look how far I've come, all right? Mark your progress along the way. Have faith. Have a little bit of belief in what you can't see. Stick to the goal. And as I've said many times, please recognize why you want to get somewhere or lose the weight or have a better financial condition or you want to have a better mental emotional condition with your anger and your anxiety and your worries and your depressions and your fears and a hundred other things that you may have. Accept that you have them. Don't tell yourself that you are that. You're not your weight. You're not your financial condition. You're not your pain. You're none of that. You have those things. You are much greater than that. Okay? Use where you are as a launching point to get to where you want to go. All right? Well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Living the Inner Life.